let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, there's only two words left today. Two keywords. One at 420, one at 520. Listen, process the word, and then listen to John Cobell tell you how you can win the money where you enter the word. Coming up at around 420 here on the John and Ken Show. We've been uh, covering this uh, Sheila Kuehl story for uh, weeks and weeks now. And uh, the short version of the story, if you're not familiar, Kuehl is a supervisor in L.A. County. And uh, her house was raided. It is uh, perceived that she had uh, something to do with steering $800,000 to her best friend, Patty Giggins, who ran a nonprofit, who uh, used the money to create a uh, sex harassment hotline for Metro. Um but hardly anybody called, and it just... Uh... And a Metro employee tipped off the sheriff's department. Uh, the sheriff, Alex Villanueva, recused himself from the investigation. A special investigative arm of the L.A. County Sheriff's Department conducted the investigation and raided the Kuehl home back on September 14th. Then the attorney general, Rob Bonta, grabbed the investigation from the sheriff's department and then mysteriously ordered the sheriff's department to uh, hand over evidence. And they wanted to be destroyed. And I, I, I've never understood that part, but Steve Gregory is here with an update and more explanation. Yeah, the sheriff uh, had his weekly media avail today, and uh, he kind of spoke about that. He talked on three big issues today uh, concerning the sheriff's department. But as you mentioned, the thing with Rob Bonta, and he thought that in the beginning that the investigation was going to continue at the pace that the sheriff's department had started it at. But that... Apparently, it's not the case. So here in Sheriff Cut A, this is Villanueva kind of explaining that he thought things were going to go one way and they're not really going at all. There was a lot of follow-up search warrants there to be executed based on the results of the initial uh, search warrant. And all of those activities have stopped cold. Okay. Uh, there's preservation letters that were sent out to AT&T and Verizon for cell phone information, text message, and all that. A lot of these things have a, we call it spoliation. They disappear within a 30-day window. The capacity to be able to reclaim and preserve that as evidence disappears. 
And it doesn't look like the Attorney General is making any effort to preserve any of the evidence that was already ongoing based on the results of our search warrants. So that is very alarming right there. So with one party rule, is this uh, one progressive covering up for the sins of another progressive? Well, I think that's where the sheriff once is headed. I think he would have you believe that that's kind of what's going on. Because remember, I asked Bond to point blank at a press conference where he and the sheriff and the postal inspector were all standing together at uh, at an event. And I had uh, asked Bont about all his conflicts of interest behind the scenes and pissed him off, and he walked away. Um, so he assured everyone this was going to be done in the most thorough way possible. You know, right. be, be that as it may, uh, the one thing that was concerning Villanueva is that even his investigators, those, because Villanueva has said he has recused himself from this investigation. So uh, the attorney general... Uh, it then ordered him to stay away from the investigation. And remember, there's two investigations here. There's the one into the actual money that you were just talking about, the peace over violence money with Giggins and her and her crew. And then there's the investigation into Max Huntsman, the in- inspector general over the Civilian Oversight Commission, and his leaking of that information to Sheila Kuehl. So that's a second investigation. So she knew the raid was coming. Right. So those are two investigations. So... In a case like this, and this is what the sheriff's point was today, is that if either you or myself were involved in any kind of this, they'd be investigating the hell out of it. I mean, there'd be no stopping and dragging your feet or mm-hmm. anything like that. His point is, is all of a sudden there was this excitement about it, and now it's just died off. Um, none of his investigators. I expected that to happen. Yeah, you know, it's people fu- don't investigate their own. Well, it's funny because uh, you would think because of the high-profile nature of this, so. Really, I think what the conclusion is going to be is that the attorney general's office is dragging its feet all the way up through the election. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I bet you there's not one person actively working on it. Well, and that, that was what Villanueva's point was today, because, again, he stays completely out of it. And then he was notified, hey, by the way, do you know that none of the investigators that were involved in the original search warrants, the original investigation of any of this stuff, none of them has been contacted by the attorney general's office for a sit-down, for a debrief, nothing. So that's when the sheriff kind of got Then he started to look a little more into what was going on. And that prompted my question. Now, I wasn't able to go physically go down there to that press conference today because of stuff up here, but I was able to submit questions online. That's how you do it on this live press conference. So here in Cut B, there a lot of the Q&A came up, and I had asked him about kind of some next steps. I think uh, I answered that, uh, uh, Steve. Yes, we are going to ask for the federal government to monitor the conduct of the attorney general in this matter because it has risen to a point of concern of ours, particularly with the spoliation of evidence that is disappearing as we speak. And have you discussed with the feds the attorney general's demand for your office to destroy evidence? We have already reached out to the to the feds, and we'll, we'll leave it at that. And so he's turning to the Department of Justice? So... He hopes, at least on a federal level, he might get some help. But just what you said at the very beginning in but, this one-party system, right? that I think there's a concern behind the scenes that uh, the Biden administration will probably treat this just the way the Newsom administration is treating it. So I think there's some concern there all around, and I, I don't know what kind of recourse he has. Um, you know, and if he's, if, if he's reelected, I don't know what the dynamic's going to be. You know, if he's not reelected, we're never going to hear about this again. Right. Because Robert Luna. And that's what they're doing. They're just playing out the clock here to see if he gets reelected. Robert Luna, the uh, 
Challenger has no interest in this case. Do we know? I have I have not spoken to him about it. I'm not sure it. anybody's asked him. I right? don't think anyone's asked him. He's been very quiet. He's unreachable. I, I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> That's some campaign. Well, you know, we invited him to do a debate here on KFI between him and, and uh, Villanueva, and they refused to, to sit on the stage. He refused to be on the stage with Villanueva at the same time. I saw so, him I thought do he the did one. do a debate with Well, Villanueva. yeah, because I, I, I went to that one. Yeah, Skirball Center. Oh, the that, Channel 11 one. Channel 11, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of interesting how it happened for the TV side, not the radio side, isn't it? Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. So, well, Sheriff know. V has kind of had a show on this station a couple of times. So maybe right. Well, you it. know, the thing is, is that it had nothing to do with our talk shows or anything like that. No. We had a, an amazing panel of NBC, Univision, and the LA Daily News lined up, and yet that still didn't happen. So I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to shake out. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what Luna's intentions so, are. So everyone's just going to let uh, Kuehl get away with this, huh? Well, I don't know. I can only tell you that um, it, it says, it, it, um, uh, you know, I can only tell you that what Villanueva has said, and that is the investigation's not moving. It's not moving at a pace that a normal investigation like this would move and that um, he's concerned because the window for preserving evidence is closely, is, is quickly closing. And um, so it's just... Well, Sheila Kill put out that she's getting her stuff back, her cell phones, laptops, her equipment. So that's what she she right. tweeted and, and, out a couple of days ago. And Bonta wants copies of anything well, no. that was in her devices so, uh, uh, destroyed, deleted? Well, he wanted the sheriff's department to delete their copies. Oh. He'll keep, presumably, the, the, state, the state would keep its copies. Sure. But he wants Villanueva to get rid of his copies. Now, the reason that that's... It's pretty unprecedented because you've never, I know you don't like that word, but uh, unprecedented. But uh, <laughs> I don't remember banning that word, but yeah, you did. Remember, everything with the pandemic was unprecedented. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I think only for the purpose of thought, the pandemic. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I thought I'd throw that little joke in there. <laughs> uh, but um, it is unprecedented in this case because you don't, you've never really heard of a state elected official ordering a law enforcement agency to destroy evidence publicly like that. Yeah, I'd never heard well, of it. Well, it was, you shouldn't say publicly. It was a letter written to the sheriff's department. The sheriff's department shared it, but to tell him that he has to destroy his copies of everything. So now in the future, if he were to do that, and he would never be able to defend himself against anything, he, the sheriff, and or the department would never be able to defend himself. Does he have to? No. That's why he went to court last week. Judge rules in their favor and says, tells the state, no, nah, they don't have to destroy the stuff. Well, well, this smells bad. It is. It, it, a it, ba- it totally a bad stink. And, and the fact that Bonta reacted the way he did when I asked him at the press conference, yeah. you know, what about all this? Because all of the connections with his wife and yeah. Giggins' attorney, and I mean, just really very yeah. incestuous. I think right, we know Steve. what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. Thanks very much. It, we will uh, not give up on this story. We will we, uh, oh, yeah, constantly well, remind. Hope the sheriff gets reelected, and, so it hangs yeah, around a little longer. Yeah, and we'll uh, constantly torture Bonta about this because he's I, another one who wants to uh, move up and become governor after Newsom moves up and becomes president. Oh, was that the plan? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely he's a, a Newsom clone. Have we ever had an attorney general move on to become governor? I'm trying to think of that. Uh, Jerry Brown went back. Oh, and forth. yeah, you're right. Because but he was already governor, so. Come from out of nowhere. Uh, all right, more coming up. The keyword is next. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Professional sports has once again been rocked by a cheating scandal. Is it the Houston Astros in the World Series? 
No, it's professional cornhole. <clears throat> Baggate. Cheating scandal. Top team use thinner and lighter bags to win $15,000 is the accusation. Professional cornhole. <clears throat> I thought I'd seen it all. I was listening today about the a story about the rise of esports. Yeah, video yes. game playing. And I guess people do watch people play video games. Is that? Yeah, that's true. That's a thing. This was the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championship. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you have a smaller and a lighter bag, it's easier to get it in the hole when you have you ever played cornhole? Yes. Yeah, to get when you when you throw it towards the right. Uh, that makes that sense. That would be a way to cheat. I that if you say. got if you got a lighter bag, you can uh, get more lift exactly. and have it land in a certain spot. What is happening to this country? There's some guy cheated to yes. chess, they claimed, right? We're, we're a nation of cheaters. It's, it's what it is. That's human nature. We've got to get an edge somehow. Stealing elections and stealing cornhole money. Everything. $15,000. Uh, do you have your Powerball ticket, Deborah Mark? Do you have yours? Uh, my husband bought them, so I don't know how many. I think I think he bought 10. 10. That's, that's like If he wins, buy, is he going to share it with of you? Co- yes, of course. Okay. Do you guys have yours? Are you sure of that? Yes. He really? has to. Is he going to share with us? I don't think so. <laughs> I had to ask. No. Maybe I'll buy you a little present. Some, yes, and we're also... Some pool? Yes, I'm do? also in that pool. What pool? Uh, a station lottery pool. They have a station pool. lottery. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, you're there's not part of it. There's someone that runs it. It's like uh, there's memos well, every I'm couple vi- of months I'm about very careful about going into pools with people. Oh, well, that's, that's you don't know what you're smart. Get, you don't know what you're going to catch. Ken, how many did you buy? Uh, this time, not the same. So ten, so, so twenty dollars, okay. or two dollars each. Right. Right. This will be the fourth largest in history. So I figure if nobody wins tonight, the next drawing it may move up to the, the largest ever was almost one point six billion. We're at one point two billion. I don't know that it would move. So you'll be down sixty dollars for the week after this round. And this is the second largest prize in Powerball history because there's also the mega. Millions, so that's why they both tend to go up and down, right? Back and forth, and yeah, so Uh, keep giving the money to the government, they need it. They, uh, they do need the yeah, where's the lottery money going? We were promised that the schools would be fixed with the lottery money. Was that the first big lie in modern times? Remember that. It's the scourge of the show for years. Yeah, Even the moist for, line was for, filled with for, those calls. For California politics. It went on for decades, the, the complaints. So I think there was a, like one of the first big proposition uh, political lies that was told, that, that the schools were going to improve from the lottery money. People, they, really, people really bought that one. There's nothing that the public won't buy. It really is. Politicians and uh, people who write up uh, propositions. Well, but that was a misunderstanding refer- because the money does go to education, but it's such a small percentage of the it must bundle have- of money spent that you just don't notice it. it, it people thought it was going to save the schools right. with well, so I, much I, extra that, funding. It doesn't turn out to be that much more money. Well, I, I wonder what the campaign was like. The campaign must have been... Oh, of course. Just like yeah. this one going on now, it's going to cure homelessness if you, right. buy a, yeah. if you allow us to gamble. Online. So many people... We're so disappointed and angry for so many years that I, I just the, the the advertising must have been something else, like it was just going to cure everything. That's right, save our schools. Yeah, uh, suckers. Pacific Gas and Electric has taken the first big step to keeping Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant operating. 
past its supposed end in the year 2025. We've talked about this before. The state of California likes to think of itself as a leader in renewable energy. It's not enough for the grid. No. They know that. They don't tell you that. Behind the scenes, they keep the gas plants that's, going, and they want to keep now a nuclear plant going. That, that's that's the current big lie. And again, if he's going to run for president, he doesn't want blackouts in California. Yeah. So of that's, course, he that's, says he's not running for president. but That's 9% of the state's uh, electricity supply, Diablo Canyon. So if uh, they closed it, you'd have uh, endless blackouts. Nine percent can make a big difference because they were barely squeaking by, uh, by by you know a fraction of a percent every day. Last and what summer. they did in September with that big heat wave is they used the gas powered plant, the natural gas powered plants. Yeah, they really revved them up to get the extra power they needed. They were burning you know everything. And Newsom, everything. Newsom was throwing his clothes on bonfires trying to create more energy. Is that right? That's right. He's throwing, in, throwing his he even hair. threw in some plump jack wine. Yeah, and he was pouring his hair gel in there because that's really flammable. Yeah, was, <laughs> it was an emergency. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's now official, uh, and it says here this: the push from the state to extend its operations come came after failures to procure enough carbon-free energy <laughs> in the midst of a deepening energy crisis. Failures. No yes, kidding. Failures. Absolute but, failures. Hey, run for president on that. Run for president on uh, creating an energy grid just like California's. <laughs> so the other 49 states can run out of power, too. All right. Well, barely a day goes by that he doesn't say something that's worth playing on the air because he is a bumbler and a bobbler and a senile man. We're going to Bidenville next. We've got some audio to talk about. We're also going to play some audio from a Florida congresswoman who reminded me of Tony Villar. She could not get the crowd excited for biden <laughs> so she this is funny uh, we will play these are, that these are good story. clips all right coming up next john and ken kfi am 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app when it comes to a thriving career everyone could use a little support especially when it comes to transitions at lhh we're committed to personalized support insights and resources that lead to more job opportunities no matter what role a professional has in your organization our services offer an experience that fits each individual and for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. We'd like to formally welcome you to the rest home of old Joe. Welcome to Bidenville, everyone. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. There's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something or you know whether those aliens are here or not. I, I commuted for 36 years as pres Vice President of the United States. A lot of the folks in Amtrak became my family. Not a joke. I was on the television. I, on television. I was on the telephone. And every time I hear hail of the chief, wonder where the hell is he? Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? What, what, I can't remember it. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot Excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. For Secretary of Health and Education Service, I nominate Javier Bacaria. President Harris is a proud Howard alum. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. Kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. And now, 
to give you a tour of Bidenville before your extended stay. Here's John and Ken. Joe, your zipper. Your zipper. What? Look down, Joe. Joe! No, don't, don't touch. Pull up the zipper. Yeah, I'm afraid that the Democrats who are in the most trouble are calling on Obama to come campaign. <laughs> Biden's been relegated to a few places where it's really not in question. Right, yeah. Poll today says that the Republicans may get a 54 to 46 advantage in the U.S. Senate when all of this is sun deadens. That is done. the uh, prediction from real clear politics. Not a joke. It's not a joke, yeah, Joe. That would be a big swing there, but uh, we don't know. No. And, uh, There's a lot of, lot of tight races, but uh, not pointing in a good direction for Joe. Joe Biden! Joe went to Florida yesterday to campaign. I don't even know who for, but at this appearance... He was talking about, uh, well, his administration's efforts to lower your health care costs. And uh, in the clip we're going to play, he starts talking about diabetes, and then it gets bizarre. Here we go. How many of you know somebody with diabetes needs insulin? Well, guess what? And we, when, we, when, when, we, when Debbie and I passed this law, it included everybody, not just seniors. And so what happened was we said, okay, you know how much it costs to make that insulin drug for diabetes? Cost. It was invented by a man who did not patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. I spoke to him, okay? Well, uh, let's... <laughs> oh, you're going to yeah, like this. The last this. part is the key part. I spoke to him, okay, a man who did not patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. That would be either Dr. Frederick Banting or Professor John James Richard McLeod, they got the Nobel Prize in medicine in 1923 for discovering insulin in 1921. They would have been the two men who uh, invented insulin but did not accept the patent. Banting, well, di yeah. Banting died in 1941, McLeod in 1935, Biden was born in 1942. Okay, but the first insulin patent application was in the name of James Collop, a biochemist, and Charles Best, a medical student. They died in 1979 and 1980, 1965. So, but Biden said it was the patent guys. No, Biden said it was the guy who who didn't accept it. He didn't go for a patent, right? Right, because he thought it was unethical to do so. But right. play that clip again. How many of you know somebody with diabetes? I love the road insulin. he took to get there, too. Well, guess what? And we, when, we, when, when, we, when Debbie and I passed this law, it included everybody, not just seniors. And so what happened was we said, okay, you know how much it costs to make that insulin drug for diabetes? Cost. It was invented by a man who did not patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. I yeah, spoke to him. There you go. Okay. That, that's Banting or McLeod. And I spoke to him. Well, maybe, you know, a seance. <laughs> The Ouija board. Uh, <laughs> like like the Amtrak engineer. Who knows what. So the woman he mentions there, Debbie, is Florida Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Is she in a close race? Was he campaigning for her? Or? I doubt it, but no, he wouldn't be campaigning in a close race for anybody. I, he's, only gonna, idea, he's, right? he's only going to campaign for shoe-ins. Uh, this is at the Hallandale Beach Community Center. Says here it was fairly sparsely attended. What we're going to play for you now is the congresswoman trying to get the crowd revved up because that didn't seem to be happening. You want to improve people's lives? 
Oi. I bet some people in here want to improve people's lives. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay. Come on, people. Let's wake up. We got the President of the United States in the house. Come on now. I know you got a little more energy than, than, than I hear. Okay. Thank you very much. That's the crowd I know. Those are the people I represent. Okay. Just wanted to make sure you were, we're still here. So if we want to improve people's lives, how about not weakening Social Security and Medicare, as Republicans propose to do? Come on, Biden let's then, go. Biden took the stage and then told the audience, you have no greater friend in the U.S. Senate than Wasserman Schultz. <laughs> She's in the House. Oh, well. <laughs> do you want to improve people's lives? That's what's most irritating about this crowd. They think they're going to improve our lives. They've made everything so much better. We got double-digit inflation. Let me show you. Wait. Let me illustrate just how out of it they are. This hour it was probably earlier. I don't know. I didn't keep track. Biden was going to make a big speech tonight to invoke the January 6th Capitol takeover again, trying to rev people up to vote because this is what the Republican people did. It's not working. No, inflation is the thing. Abortion and January 6th is, is dead with, with voters. They're not interested. Yet they still keep doing this, which is why they're probably going to lose big next Tuesday. Right to the end, they're still doing this. Now, I, they I, were also forced to delete a Twitter post today. This was funny. They took credit for a boost in retiree Social Security checks. Yeah, the Social Security checks are going up. 8.7%. The tweet said seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. Well, that got deleted because it's false. It goes up automatically based on the rate of inflation. And the rate of inflation is pretty bad right now, which brings uh, us back to Biden's biggest problem. Now, Biden was is responsible for the inflation increase. <laughs> That's so true. Indirectly. Which led to the, yeah, that's <laughs> right, which led to the benefit increase. <laughs> Now, so, now, we've talked about this before. Price of prunes are way up. And you, you got to be honest about this. We, we've said on this show many times over the years in these presidential races that the economy is not completely under the control of a president. They shouldn't get all the credit or all of the blame. Do you still stand by that or you're in, just going to blame him? In anyway? this ca- well, th- because this was the inflation thing is not part of the normal business cycle. I, yeah. I do stand by that for the normal business cycle. Well, this we had inf- inflationary times before. Like when Jimmy Carter was president, and yeah, because they had really, really bad monetary policy back then, and was bad he spending a lot of money and, too, and, and they had bad, they had bad uh, oil policy, right. bad foreign policy, and so we we weren't producing enough oil in this country. We were beholden to Saudi Arabia and the rest of those Arab nations, OPEC, and OPEC decided to jack up the price, and we were caught flat-footed, and then yeah, that we're... that spiraled the inflation. We had the same problem it, when Nixon and Ford were around in the 70s. Yeah. Well, there, there was a lot of bad policy then. Yeah. You know, it was it, the inflation problem was fixed around 1983, and it stayed fixed for, for almost 40 years. You had to go out of your way to screw up the inflation angle. Right. And, and they did. They, 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 I mean, Trump put out, I don't know, two or three trillion dollars. That was to try to balance the COVID collapse. Then Biden comes in and pumps in like five trillion. We can't do and this is fake money. It's it's all it's all mostly borrowed money. Or printed money, I should say. I, I I don't know what it is. 
Well, this is what happens. Economies go haywire when you do that. And, you know, the, there's a long list. You just look up uh, inflation history online and you'll see that there's always been countries who do stupid stuff like that. Because it's fun to print money and give money to everything and make everybody happy and indulge in all your, your pet theories of life. Apparently there was a New York Times columnist who actually said, uh, well, she did a whole column on, on Biden's gaffes and bumbles, some of the audio we've been playing the last couple of weeks. And whoa, the lefty progressive uh, professor types jumped all over her. How dare you? Haven't you heard him since the 70s and 80s? He's always been like this. It's a quirk of his personality. What are you doing? No, they're lying. It's not. They're conflating two separate things. Sometimes sometimes he, he, he says something stupid. He phrases it strangely. This is he doesn't know what's going on. Like I, George Will in the Washington Post wrote a, a piece today, and he, he was quoting Biden about the uh, student loan forgiveness. Yes. Executive order. And Biden claimed he had just signed a law. I got it passed by a vote or two. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. remember that? And, and, and Will says, he goes, what vote? Who voted? It's frightening that Biden does not know or remember what he recently did regarding an immensely important policy. What he's saying is Biden's senile. I, I mean, it's laid out there. I don't care if some like a silly little professor in a bow tie is upset by this. Well, that's just not, that's what it is. And everybody there knows what it is. All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken show KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right. His name is Nathan Hockman. He's on your ballot to be the next attorney general of the state of California to unseat the incumbent appointed by Gavin Newsom. That's Rob Bonta. He held a news event today to point out the lack of prosecutions of fentanyl dealers, particularly the uptick in pills being sold to unsuspecting people that are laced with fentanyl. For instance, they think they're buying oxycodone. Unfortunately, they conduct these transactions sometimes through social media. And what they get instead is uh, oxycodone mixed with fentanyl. And in some cases, it has resulted in overdoses and deaths. So yeah. he held an event today with families of victims to point out the problem with not prosecuting these fentanyl dealers. Also uh, today, the uh, L.A. Police Commission had a meeting. LAPD showed up and said more than 904,000 pills, fentanyl pills, have been confiscated by various task forces uh, in September, through September. Uh, we got an open border, so yeah. it's not just people coming through. The pills are made in China, and they're often coming through uh, Mexico and other countries south. Yeah, the cartels have switched, cheap, cheap, cheap. Have switched their business somewhat from cocaine to fentanyl. Higher profit margins. A pill costs eighty cents, between eighty and a dollar fifty to produce. They could sell it for fifteen to thirty dollars a pop on the streets. Well, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, and they're paying no taxes. 80 cents to produce and sell it for 15 to 20 bucks? Uh-huh, yeah. Ah, oh, you can't do better than that. No. No. So what do you, what do you think they're doing? They're, they're, they're directing all the personnel and resources into uh, fentanyl production and distribution. I was, just right, well, read, I was just reading yesterday, was it or this morning, that somebody in New York, their daughter, um, she took a little hit of cocaine, you know, she just wanted a little jolt late at night. I guess she was tired. 
like the way you kind of downplay that. And uh, what? <laughs> I'll just take a little cocaine. It's not a big deal. Well, well for her, she didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> well, and she took, took but a little, it kind of is. She yeah. took, yeah, she, yeah, she took a snore and it was uh, laced with fentanyl, and boom, that's it. Uh, that's... It was just another example of people not taking the fentanyl because they know they're taking the fentanyl and trying to get the high. They're taking all this other stuff that they think is benign or that they can handle. Well, this should get them off all drugs then. It could be laced with fentanyl. There's your warning. Yep. Don't uh, dabble in the cocaine. Yeah. 70,000 deaths this year from uh, people poisoning themselves with fentanyl. Uh, it not only happened once this summer, it turns out it happened twice. It is one of the most unusual stories to come from an amusement park. Six Flags. Apparently, another girl was hit by a flying cell phone off a roller coaster. I can only imagine now that they're going to have a rule that you have to deposit all your cell phones in some sort of uh, uh, well container or something. Well, because so can, you know the idiots are, are, are... They're taking them out to get a great picture while yeah. they're floating around uh, upside down or whatever. They're recording themselves screaming. Exactly. And you can kind of understand that because... In the bid to get likes on social media and get views <laughs> yes. and go viral, you can understand what better way that. to do that than to be on a wild roller coaster ride if, with the if, video? If you're caught up in that kind of addiction process, yeah, I know. If you're not you're caught not, up in the but... addiction process, it look it it seems really stupid. Look, I'm screaming and I'm taking a recording of me screaming, and then I'm going to show the recording to other people so they can hit the like button. They like that there's a video of me screaming. How about that? It's a good way. Roller coasters are full of jolts and uh, back and forths and upside downs. You could understand that people are going to lose their cell phone. This uh, girl was uh, hit in the face while riding the uh, roller coaster. The family was visiting uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain, the new Wonder Woman coaster at the park. I guess you shouldn't uh, stand. She got hit in the forehead. Ooh. You shouldn't stand anywhere near those. They're unhappy that there's no law against it. I that would be a very <laughs> Nobody, there you go, Sacramento. There's a bill you could yeah, write. Go ahead. Uh she says, I just saw a cell phone going up in the air. It was kind of like slow motion, and then it just boop hit me in the head. Um her mother said, I started to see the phone fly towards her seat, and I said, Oh God, oh no, it's gonna hit her. And her head was bleeding. The family was frustrated after finding out from the L.A. County Sheriff's Department that dropping a cell phone on a roller coaster and injuring someone isn't any kind of a crime. Of course, the attorney, no, they got an attorney, a cell phone essentially being a half-pound block of glass and metal, when that thing goes up in the air and you can strike you at 70 miles an hour, it's by the grace of God there wasn't a more grievous injury. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's not a crime. What you said, the amusement park has got to make people turn in their phones. Yeah, what if you just say, oh, I don't have one? Uh, you'll be frisked. You. Be frisked. I guess you could, yeah, use yeah. a metal detector or something to figure out if they are carrying, like, a phone. Um, yeah. uh, I think the legislature should pass a statute bill like they've done with cell phones and automobiles that oh. you can't have them out in your car. If you get them out in an amusement park riding, it should be a misdemeanor offense. That's not going to stop people. People are still going to do it anyway. They it, are. It, 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 you have to try to get the cell phone before they take it on, on the Ferris wheel. 
Or yeah, the so what's coaster. the real story here? We're amazed it hasn't happened more often that people haven't been hit yeah. by flying cell phones on yeah. rides. Yeah, All right, when we come back, we'll be talking to a candidate. It's the Republican candidate for attorney general, Nathan Hockman. He hosted a press conference outside the L.A. Hall of Justice today to call attention to fentanyl victims and the lack of prosecution of fentanyl dealers. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.